0: my name is emily and you are listening to the fill your cup podcast this is a space that allows you to press pause on the hustle of life and relax into conversations that will awaken inspire and empower your mind body and soul from health wellness self-mastering ancient wisdoms and all things in between tune in each week for your dose of all the good vibes so are you ready sit back relax and let's fill your cup Hello, hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Fill Your Cup podcast. I am so freaking excited today to have another beautiful guest on the show. I have Denise here with me. Denise is a spiritual mentor. She is a magical goddess. I cannot wait to, uh, for you guys to just experience... Her energy and her magic, so, so grounding. She led us through um, a couple breaths before we even got on to recording. And woo, it took me into a place of just like pure bliss. And that was just with a little guided breath from her. So I could keep talking, but I'm just going to get it, give it right on over to Denise. And yeah, guys, so excited.
1: Yay. Thank you so much, Emily. That was a wonderful introduction. I'm so excited to be here on your podcast. Um, It's a new way of showing up for me and I'm really enjoying it. Just having these soulful conversations with women that are aligned and that feel the shift that we're creating by sharing our voice and expressing ourselves. So thank you so much for having me.
0: Mm, Yes, that just gave me the chills. Yes, sister. Mm.
1: Yeah. So what's coming up is to share a little bit more about who I am and what I do. So I'm Denise. Um, I go by Denise Dimensional whenever I sign off on like my journal or, you know, when I do a little about me on um, any of the workshops that I do. So I host Uh, two women's circles a month most of both of them are local here in san diego one is during the new moon called goddess fight club and that Mm. one's close to my heart it was really the first offering that i put out into the world when i was first wanting to give and be of service to spirit and so that circle's really close to my heart, and I recently started a women's healing circle, um, usually around the full moon, because I feel like during the full moon a lot of stuff comes up and there's processing and shedding, and so gathering with women in circle during the full moon also felt really light uh, felt really right. So um, those are my two circles a month. Thinking about trying some online um, ones as well. So for those of you who aren't in San Diego, um, there's definitely opportunity there. I also work with women in longer capacities, whether that's on a one-on-one spiritual mentorship um, way or through a group program where we also have a sisterhood that accompanies the one-on-one work that I do with women. All my work is Mm trauma-informed. I'm currently learning a lot more about holding space and healing trauma. So I'm not quite there yet, but where I am right now, um, I do a lot of intuitive energy work. So Mm -hmm. Reiki is one of my favorite ways of um, offering healing and Theta healing as well, which is really more of the subconscious mind reprogramming and using intuition and meditation to access a higher state of consciousness. And um, I also read the Akashic records, which are your soul's records. So yes oh
0: my god I have like chills running down up and down my body yeah keep talking I did not mean to interrupt you but we're (laughs) on screen together and like I was like yeah
1: (laughs) yes um yeah so a lot of my um I guess a lot of my what's the word I'm looking for like emergence into this Mm. work of holding space for healing I don't ever say that I'm the healer or the one that heals you, really, I just hold the space for your oh. healing, and um, it has a has been a lot of developing my intuition and learning all these modalities for using my intuition. So all three were just different ways that spirit wants to communicate with me oh. and,
0: um,
1: to share messages and guidance and to empower my clients. So um, it's been a really magical experience so far. I really enjoy what I do and. Um, yeah, just really excited to be here and to talk more about um, this work, about life, about healing. So, yeah. Oh, so
0: beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing that because I knew you were magic and I knew you had all different sorts of like healing modalities, but... um I did not know Akashic Records. My last guest, I literally, she uh, reads the Akashic Records. So hello, this is definitely needing to be talked about right now. It's been funny because I was called a little bit ago to start opening them up and I didn't answer it. So hello, here's my second sign. Um, But I want you to just like kind of start jamming out literally on what type of healing, like theta healing involves, what type like intuitive healing, you know, like your entire just like practice, like what is it? Because I have a very surface level understanding. I know a lot of listeners might be going, "What the hell did she just even say?" So, um, yeah, let's jam out.
1: Yeah, so I'm feeling the call to really start with um, my believe my practices in spirituality because this work that I do is spiritual in nature it's not religious but it has this really deep connection to divine and divinity within us so um, my view on spirituality is tantra in nature not necessarily neo or red tantra where some people when they think of tantra they think of sexuality it's right. not quite that it's tantra in its original um form and the basic idea is that everything everything that we experience in our life everything that we are everything that we see and experience is divine but mm-hmm. it's part collective universal consciousness mm-hmm. but it's also about the shadow side of ourselves, the part of ourselves that we disown, the part of ourselves, our world, our society, that is darker or quote-unquote ugly or um, judged. And my work is all about embracing that shadow side of ourselves. So holding space for that resistance, for that shadow side to feel safe, to be experienced and to be processed and to feel welcome. So much of our trauma and our um, manifestations of trauma look like a shadow side. And so we, as, you know, um, good people, we disown that part because we feel like it's not good enough or it's not worthy enough. And we go into these states of hyperarousal or hypoarousal where we're either constantly stressed out, triggered, anxious, um, needing to hyper-socialize, needing to take care of everyone except for ourselves, Mm. and then crashing into a place of hypoarousal where we're numbing things out or we feel stuck or stagnant um, and unmotivated, even depressed sometimes. So my work is all about identifying where it is how does our body respond what does our mind tell us and how does our energy feel when we're in those states of hyper and hypo arousal and what can we do to expand that window of the happy place where we actually are functioning in a way that feels flowing and alignment and um really our best selves Mm -hmm. so um that's kind of the basis of my work is really Embracing that shadow side of ourselves and um, it feels safe to me Mm -hmm. to say, hey, there's this part of myself that I feel really scared of that I don't like or even um, uh, definitely judge and disown. Mm. but what if i just lean into that place what if i lean into the resistance and what if this resistance or this feeling in my body that feels heavy or tight what if it had an impulse what if i just listen to what its impulse was and if i listen to this impulse maybe it will offer an invitation to cry to run or to shake it out to take a deep breath Mm-hmm. ask for what I need and these impulses are just um what we needed in times where we felt unsafe
0: mm-hmm.
1: that's right that's what trauma is and part of my work is to redefine trauma it doesn't always have to be acute trauma um where one singular thing happened to us it's also developmental trauma it's really any experience that you have that threatened your safety so mm. as simple as your parent picking you up late from school oh, or are wow. um, not there all the time and working mm. constantly. So this developmental trauma is a little bit more subtle. It's not so obvious, right? But it still creates this dance between hyper and hypo because mm. we feel like we're the ones that constantly need to meet our own needs. We're up here. And then as soon as we, um, um, are exhausted from meeting our needs and not relying on help or um, taking care of ourselves in a way that feels sustainable, we crash. Mm. Um, so yeah, that is the basis of my work. And as far as the actual modality, so um, Reiki was the first, aside from the women's circles, Reiki was the first form of energy healing that I experienced. And um it was beautiful because the woman that attuned me, she saw something in me and she really believed in me and she sparked this um, the idea, she planted the seed that I was a channel and a medium and was mm. able to communicate with spirit just by being a vessel, not needing to do anything else or mm. you know, needing to um, prove anything, rather just continue to heal myself the work to find my happy place and the information will come through and so Reiki now serves me as a beautiful way to um, read my clients energy typically I start a session with a little guided meditation similar to what we did just to ground and feel Mm -hmm. safe and feel where orient ourselves to our environment and then I some Reiki, which really helps me get an idea of where in my client's body, there may be stuck energy or messages even that the body is telling me. Mm-hmm. So it's more intuitive in that way. And then from there, I typically, you know, share with them what I found and we move through an embodied way of expressing and feeling what's in the body. So um, that looks a lot like similarly to what I shared earlier of like where in your body do you feel sensation or movement because our body is this beautiful vessel and it listens it hears what we say it stores a lot of our mem- all of our memories mm. and our emotions and it's our greatest teacher so if we simply slow down and allow our body to speak to us give it the opportunity to be listened to it will tell us what needs to happen what needs to be processed or maybe it's um, a stabilizing maybe it's feeling really activated and we just need to ground and feel the parts of ourselves that feel activated where is the part in ourselves that feels stable and grounded mm. so there's this polarity and the stance between the hyper and where it feels neutral and what feels hypo so our body is our greatest teacher in that way and then from there, depending on what comes up, I may do some theta. So theta is, um, so the theta state or the theta brainwave is mm-hmm. um, a really impressionable state. It's basically the brainwave that you experience when you are hypnotized. Mm-hmm. And um, psychologists, and this is what I learned from a, ther- like a holistic psychologist, that from the ages zero to seven, from the moment we were born to the age of seven, we're in the theta state. So we're really questionable mm. in this time. So everything that we see and experience and take in about ourselves, about the people around us, the way we interact with people, the way we show up, the way others show up, we take in and we form these beliefs about our identity and who we are.
0: Wow. I didn't that, I yeah. knew zero to seven, but that like in that state for that, wow. Yeah. No wonder.
1: Yeah, so all of our core beliefs about who we are are formed in that state, in that age. Wow. Yeah, and a lot of times it has to do with our mother or father or if we grew up religious with God because, you know, it's like, oh, you have to obey God and things like that. So with Theta, the idea is to bring the client up into a Theta state through meditation. And from there, we just explore. We talk about... um, where the block is what, this is more conversational. We do digging. This is a method called digging where we dig to the core belief from mm. the eight to seven. So I might ask questions like, okay, um, tell me more about what's happening. And then we'll get to a, a certain feeling that is in their body and ask, okay, if we could just sit with this feeling for a while and asked it um, what it was trying to tell us, and we'll go from there. And then I say, okay, when might be the first time you felt this way? Where mm. did you learn this about yourself? And then I ask, how old were you then? And then we ask, who did you learn it from? And so I know I've gotten to a core belief when it's between the ages zero to seven and it's related to the mom and dad or God. Mm. And then from there, we just offer mantra or um what in theta we call replacing a belief so um we say okay can i replace this belief with a new empowering belief that Mm -hmm. the client says yes to so it's all consent based i don't do anything in the theta state without permission conscious permission from the client um and yeah that usually you know offers a really safe space to process um with tears or with movement usually i offer clients some time to like hey you want to shake it out and like come Mm -hmm. to completion in whatever way feels good um so yeah that's typically what a healing session with me looks like it's usually 90 minutes and then um, i also offer akashic records reading which don't necessarily unless by request and if we have time uh, is offered in the 90 minute sessions with me Um, otherwise I do like 45 minute Akashic records reading and that's more focused on um, your soul your soul Mm. um, records essentially so it's like a book basically of every uh, lifetime your soul has had and being a soul that's so multi-dimensional and having so many past lives and all these lives having experiences and beliefs that uh, maybe we're not coming or did not Uh, What's the word I'm looking for? Did not come to completion or a contract was not fulfilled. Mm -hmm. It carries on to this lifetime. So Akashic Records offers us the opportunity to venture into our past lives and see what's there. It also includes our soul's purpose in this lifetime and our soul's agreement. So with people that we, um, of course, our family, our partners, our community where we were born, we made soul agreements. to live out this human existence together and in a way like do things to one another so that we can learn our divine lessons and fulfill our karma or our purpose um so it's also really great for relational things so like you know people usually come to me for kashic record readings about past lives or um how do i resolve this you know relationship um thing like what is the agreement here and of course like sole purpose like what is my next step what is my sole purpose and i love the akashic records because it's basically a conversation with me and your guides anyone that's there with you and um they give really practical like to do like things to do next and whatnot um so yeah that's the akashic records uh, i also through theta and akashic records can speak to um spirits so pass on loved ones spirit guides mm. past lives um, so yeah basically i'm just a channel i'm just a vessel for this medicine um to move through me and um i just feel so grateful that you know i was chosen to do this work or maybe my soul chose to do this work mm. um, and that i get to to do this, it's a beautiful, honestly, offering I think to humanity and to spirit and to all the dimensions, and um, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. That is so beautiful. Everything you said is just so like aligned and like resonates so deeply with what I at least I believe and I know that everyone else is like their mouths are on the floor <laughs> right now. Like this is possible. Like this is a way to heal because. I mean, geez, a year and a half ago, I I would have been one of those people with my jaw on the floor. Like, that's not possible. You can't just like get deeper into there and, you know, clear something out and then you're, you know, you're at your next place. It's, that's the work that has to happen. There's a lot of things that came up because, um... I have a lot of um, just of my own experiences that I can kind of bring up and relate, but one thing that you said, which was really big, was embodying like you 're big into embodying, and um, I know that for me, if I consciously am working through something like mentally and i 'm like okay it 's cleared out if you don't take the next step and take the action to embody it, you know you 're not going to be there and embodying. I've found is definitely staying consistent in the new action that you choose. But um, like you said, with energy, I mean, maybe I'm wrong. Like, Embodying through dance and embodying mm-hmm. through like movement, and can you kind of just speak a little on how important it is to really like once you're like all of these big things are being brought up and you know you're like crying and like you're emotional and like you're hot and like you know like all of the things in your body, like mm-hmm. why do we need to move?
1: Yeah. So thank you for asking that question and for listening to um, what I shared earlier. So. I'll get to your question in a moment. I for sure. The foundation for it. Doing this healing work, not only for myself, but also holding space for others, I find that sometimes people either focus on, for me at least, it was the mind and the spirit a lot. I did a lot of mindset work, a lot of like um, training. Um, or rather like learning intellectually and working on belief systems. So that was all the mind stuff. And I also was working a lot in the spirit stuff. So I was really spiritual, devoted to my spiritual practice, going to yoga, doing the self-care um, spiritually. And the, the body part, sometimes I think I was overlooking at, overlooking it. And for others, it might be that they're really into the spirit stuff and the body stuff but then we don't work on the mindset and, you know, mm-hmm. systems, or it could be the other way around that we're really on the body and mind. And then there's that missing element of spirituality and intuition mm-hmm. uh, and trust and surrender. So um, when it comes to our, the, the body, what I've been learning is that all this energetic work that I've been doing. Um, so I guess to share a little bit more context um, when I was, um, is it okay if yeah. I share a little bit about
0: yeah, um, awesome.
1: out girl? That's why we're here. Awesome. Okay, so I just wanted to do a little disclaimer um, for your listeners. To mm-hmm. um, share a little bit about my experience with sexual trauma. Mm. So if you know that this is a sensitive um, topic for you, I would definitely urge for you to skip ahead, maybe, or even pause listening. And if you want to listen, to really notice what. Um, is happening in your body to give yourself permission to stop listening that you're not going to miss out on anything that your health your well-being is most important here and then come back to it later or choose not to it's up to you you have full permission to do what you need as you listen to my story I won't go into details Mm. but I'll just mention what happened and or rather um, what I did to heal so when I was 21 about six three to six weeks before I moved out here to the United States. I'm originally from Malaysia. Mm -hmm. Um, A really close friend of mine sexually assaulted me. And I remember at the time completely, I did one of the two very basic survival responses, which is fight or flight. I did the flight. So I ran away. I told him I had to leave. And um, I remember just, completely dissociating from my body I remember that the next conscious memory that I had after that happened was me being behind the wheel and it was almost like my soul left my body and I could see myself driving and I'm like whoa okay that was like the moment where everything came like like what just happened I was back in my body and the next memory that I had was being in my bed and like shaking not really sure what just happened and like just letting myself fall asleep Mm. and so at the time the feeling that I felt most was guilt because I had a long distance relationship at the time and um the way I saw it was that I cheated on my partner when really I was assaulted there was no consent there was no um there was no safety and so Guilt was what I carried, so I did a lot of healing work around guilt. So this this was when I was twenty one, and I only started really diving into my healing about two years ago. And so for all that time, I was so numb. I was in my autopilot. I was not a very nice person, to be honest. Looking back, I didn't really like who I was back then. I was kind of, you know, sorry to use the word, I was like kind of anal about like like things. Like I was very um, harsh on people. I had oh. um it wasn't who i i really am you know i was in this state of protecting myself mm-hmm. you know and so i did a lot once i started to have the spiritual awakening you know that's when all the stuff started coming up and i started getting more triggered so if you're listening and you've noticed that you're starting to get a little bit more triggered all of a sudden when maybe a couple years ago maybe even last year you felt like you were mostly okay nothing was really happening, mm. you, know, you, were, you knew how to protect yourself from triggers, but now you're feeling a little bit more emotionally reactive or physically reactive towards uh, people, events, or situations that might trigger you, it's probably because you're ready to start looking at them chances are oh. your soul is now ready to evolve because our soul out of love loves us so much that it's going to show us that shadow side right so it's coming back to that view of spirituality that everything is divine and to be whole we have to love the parts of ourselves that we disown and then we can come to our wholeness and so um I started to work with healing guilt and really diving into like first was shame and then guilt and then there was this huge long period of time where I was working with anger and dancing with anger and like what does anger show up for me working on the belief systems around anger Um, for example my sister growing up um, was usually short-tempered and so anger was easy for her and it made me feel like I didn't have to permission to be angry because my parents already had enough you know with my oh. sister, her temper and oh you know denise you're the big sister you got to be the good example like don't show you know don't basically don't get angry uh-huh. I believe that i wasn't worthy of anger or expressing anger so i worked with anger for a while and um a lot of them were a lot of it was emotional work a lot of like um crying and journaling and like doing the mindset work like going back to like memories and like where did this come from and finally I arrived in this place where my spirit and my mind were so nourished I was so clear on um, where where the healing was needed because To be completely honest, the trauma that I experienced was a very acute way of my belief systems and the emotions that I've been carrying since childhood Mm. to come full force. So because the trauma is reminiscent of childhood memories, we focus the healing on trauma because it's what's most present and what's most alive. But you know, nine times out of 10, almost 10 times out of 10, when I do trauma healing work with my clients, we can trace back a lot of the sources to childhood experiences. Mm -hmm. Um, So then when I was really clear on my mind and my spirit, spirituality felt really fulfilling and whole, um, my body was hurting a lot. Mm. i started to have really irregular periods my gut was acting up i couldn't digest dairy and gluten which i've now cut out of my diet um based on choice um and i realized that there was this part of me that this healing part there was a part of my healing that was missing and it was that embodiment piece Mm. um To kind of circle back on what I said earlier, our body stores our emotions. It stores the beliefs. And whenever we are doing healing work, our body is going to respond, right? It always starts with our body. If you think about being triggered, your body is the first indicator of when you're being triggered. Mm. It happens before our mind can even catch up because it's our reptilian brain, which is um, the, the... first formed part of our brain that is all about survival mm-hmm. and it signals to our um, body to respond before our cognitive mind which is the, the front of our head to think about what's happening so our body responds first our heart might elevate our feet start to get fidgety our um, hands get sweaty and then all of a sudden you're like whoa wait a minute what just happened like my body's mm-hmm this way I'm like okay you know so that's why when during my experience of trauma my body got out of that place before I could even realize what was happening the next time my cognitive brain came online was when I was in my car finally safe and everything hit me I'm like oh wait a minute I'm driving right now but my body reacted first so it always comes back to the body And so whenever we're doing this healing work, we want to offer space to our body to teach us and speak to us as well. Like, okay, wow. There's this like this impulse in my body to protect myself. And what does this impulse need? What does it need to feel complete? What does it need to feel safe? What does it need to feel like it matters? Mm. So typically that could look like shaking it out (laughs) or crying and like, ripping things up dancing is a really great way dancing for me is a form of sustaining and building that wider base of support so that i'm i don't go into hyper and hypo so quickly Mm. it's kind of like when you're working and you're in the flow and you're really focused and you can kind of like start to feel at least for me i start to feel like i'm starting to get anxious Mm. i'm nipping details i'm getting a little bit more sensitive or edgy that's when i know okay i need to pause and you go, go outside, feel my feet in the grass and then come back and start again, rather than letting myself cross that threshold into hyperarousal, arousal um, to take those breaks. So our body is that like, um, it's the measure, the, um, I'm looking word. it's not quite coming to me. It's the measure in which we are able to function in a good place. So um, dancing is a way for me to. Widen that threshold between hyper and um, that happy place. So I love dancing in the morning just to kind of get the. Flowing, let my body open. Yoga is another great way to create space to come into our bodies. I loved doing yoga when I was working full time. Honestly, it was the only thing that got me through it because I was so anxious at work all the time, having to perform and having to um, live up to expectations. I was constantly anxious. It was basically how I functioned. I was like, I like to say, I was like a functioning anxiety holic (laughs) 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 because it was just I thrived in anxiety. It actually was rewarded when i was moving quickly and showing up fast and talking quickly um it was, sure. yeah it was considered a trait like a good quality you know mm. in the setting and so yoga was the only thing that helped me come back into my body and feel um grounded and feel like i didn't need to perform so yeah, that's really, I hope I answered your question and talked a little bit more about why the body is so important because it carries that really, I think to kind of be a little bit more scientific with it, it's like that reptilian brain, right? It's that part of our brain that wants to protect us. And it's a, it, the first thing it does, it signals to our brain to move. So mm-hmm. either fight or to flight. Um, or to hyper-socialize, which is to appease everything. The idea is that if I take care of everything and everyone around me, if in a way I control or try to control everything, then nothing will harm me. Then I'm safe, right? Mm. So it's all about coming back to safety.
0: Mm, so beautiful. That was, thank you so much for sharing because I know <clears throat> courageous and vulnerable and that was, I know how many people that's gonna get to and how many people are gonna resonate with that and really like, be like, wow. Okay. So uh, you're saying so many points. I mean, my jaw's on the floor. I'm like, thank you. Just thank you so much for sharing all of this. It's so important. And that kind of goes into, well, one, let me just share kind of like surface level. I love to dance too. Uh, t- um, these past two weeks, especially with all this like energy moving around the eclipse, the full moon, all of these things are that really traumas and being br- brought back up so-, so we can look at them again to clear out dancing has been my savior. And it really has been like under this full moonlight the other night, I was getting so heated. I was um, in a conversation with my mans. We weren't even talking about like anything heated. It was literally real, like just life. And we were just going back and forth and my energy had been on fire all day. Like I'm just in like this launch mode and I'm get clients all day long. Right. And so I am in this place and so hyper is, is high and hypo is low. Right. Okay. So I'm in this place now of like this hyper, like, la, let's go, let's go. Like, yes, yes, yes. So excited. Right. So that's a Pitta energy in Ayurveda. That's kind of like right on the edge of like balanced, imbalanced. And so then we started talking and he started to like say something that started to trigger me because now it's like, I'm so hot and I'm like, wait, what? And I'm going back and forth. I started to get so frustrated and Mm -hmm. so angry and so hot I was like I'm going outside to dance he's like yeah here's your headphones and like now Mm -hmm. he knows you know that's what I need when I get in this spot it's not about going back and forth and making a point and arguing it's like yo chill out this is what we gotta do yeah it's been a beautiful shift and now for him to realize that it's like Mm -hmm. thank you so and I've been being called I'm just gonna share it because this is such a divinely like just timed everything conversation that um I've been being called to host like dance classes like twerk classes almost for like women it's it's that energy right in our in our sacral chakra in that root chakra like move it around that's where we store all of that trauma Mm -hmm. and so I've um yeah I mean a lot yeah I've been um yeah, you guys. So look out for twerk classes, moving and grooving. No, but um, yeah. So thank you for sharing all of that because it, it is beautiful. And I think it's funny because for so long, like, yo, I feel so in my soul when I'm dancing, but for so long, I was like, why do you, that looks so stupid. Why are you like dancing? Like, that's so stupid. Like, you guys like it's not like if it makes you feel good and like yeah other people might be judging you but that's because they see something in you they actually want to be doing like I was probably looking at that girls the girls dancing and like twerking in their booty and moving their body and I, like jealous because I wanted to do the same thing exactly. and, um it's funny like again like now anytime um like a twerk video or something, a girl shaking her ass, right? Comes across even like I'm on my boyfriend's feed, say. Mm. I used to get so jealous. And Mm. I was like, why are you? And it's not even like that, right? It's not even like, oh yeah, I'm on Instagram scrolling through all day. It's just like something pops up. Yeah, it's social media. So now I'm like, yes girl, get it. Like it's just been this switch. It's been so amazing. Yeah,
1: Um, absolutely.
0: Yeah. So you guys, dance it out, shake it out. Whenever you're feeling those vibes, just like take a second, pause, dance it out, let it go, go outside. Like you said, Denise was saying, go outside, take your shoes off, like put your feet in the earth, like ground yourself. Um, It's those little moments where you're, you're feeling it come on and you can choose to keep rolling with the anxiety or you can choose to switch it up. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. So thank you.
1: Um, I want,
0: no, no, sorry. Go ahead.
1: Oh, no worries. Um, I was saying thank you for sharing and can I offer a little like reflection on what you a shared with you? thousand percent. Yeah. So what you were saying earlier about um, that triggered moment when you and your partner were having this conversation. So it sounded like your entire day. So we we're thinking of this happy play of like a, like a window, right? And on the top of that window is that hyper arousal and then the bottom is that hypo. And it sounded like you were saying like you're right in that place where you were functioning really well. You were, you know, having your lunch. you're feeling good. You're in that functional fast, um, as my teacher calls it. Um, state where you're getting things done and it feels good but you're so close to the edge you're so close to the threshold that as soon as something triggered you you kind of like up through that window you're in that hyper arousal so it's really beautiful that you were able to be aware of that was what was happening so you're able to say let's pause let me take a break outside it's because it's like not about fighting and being in that hyper aroused state but it's about being able to notice that's what's happening that when that's happening and say pause and then soothe or distract that Mm. state of energy that wants to go up and, like, be, you know, or flighty or fighty, right? Right. That dancing was a way to soothe you, to distract that energy, to, like, come back to that – functional fast plays and all the way maybe down to like medium where you're like like where we are right now is functional medium we're talking we're driving we're jamming and but we're not like meditating or journaling or feeling quiet like in the mornings when we first wake up you know Uh so yeah that was a beautiful example of how it's possible to um be in a state of functionality and producing and creative and that's moving quickly and like you know um not necessarily anxiety, but, like, creative, you know? Right. Yeah, I got this. I'm fully focused. I'm hyper – I'm not hyper. I'm fully present. I'm Mm. totally aware of what I'm doing, and I'm feeling it. Mm -hmm. But it's so close to that threshold. So the idea is to expand that window. Mm And so everything that you're sharing in this, like, Fill Your Cup podcast is all about expanding that window. So what are some tools that you can start to do – in your day that can help to expand that window so it's creating a wider base of support for you connection with other people like you and i like this is filling my cup Talking Uh, people that are aligned um maybe it's doing a low dance maybe it's yoga taking a hot shower giving yourself uh, lighting a candle turning on some music while you do the dishes like what is the most doable thing for you in those uh, moments That you can win at. Because it's not about, oh, no, I'm super, like, I'm getting triggered right now. got to go to a yoga class. Like, that feels a little bit, you know, it doesn't feel very doable sometimes. Because what if, you know, the yoga class is for another hour? Or, it's you know, you have to rush to it. Mm -hmm. It's doable for you in that very moment. That feels easy. And that you can win at. So if it's dancing, hell yeah. If it's just, like, pause, I need to go for a quick walk around the block, do Mm it. So... Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's, that was a really beautiful example. And um, I think the idea here is that it doesn't always have to happen. It can happen very quickly. Healing work and transformation and massive shifts can happen very quickly. However, our day to day, oh, it doesn't always look like that. Uh We have the responsibility of knowing when we need to take a pause, knowing when there's a need that needs to be fulfilled, that, we can rely on others to, to have our need because part of um, the some people, with for myself at least, the imprint was that I had to take care of my own needs. I am self-sufficient. I'm the big sister. I'm the one that has to take care of everyone. And so then it becomes this self-sufficient, um, refusing to ask for help place, or it can be the complete opposite. And that's like the hyper and the hypo. The hyper is, I got this. Don't worry about me. Let me do it myself. Or well, the hypo is where ah, nobody cares about me. I have all these needs and nobody's there to meet my needs. No one cares about me. I'm alone. Mm-hmm. So that medium happy place is I'm aware of my needs. I know what I need. I can do this on my own, but where can I invite in support? Where mm-hmm. can I communicate my needs? Where can I ask for, where can I request? Um, someone to meet me how would I like to receive their support be very clear on that too so yeah Mm. it's um it's so doable and everything you know takes time takes patience and um having people to support you whether that's a mentor or a best friend or you know someone you look up to that you're listening to their podcast for example Mm. having that like support that voice of um encouragement of reason of um support is so 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 powerful
0: oh thank you for sharing that it's um oh so many things I want to say the first thing is like you said like it's the small wins it's just it doesn't have to be a huge fucking win it can be so small as like you literally pattern correct and you took a walk outside like it can be like that um Mm -hmm. so yeah I'm all about the small doable wins like um yeah, just doing what makes you feel good. Like literally what I tell some of uh, my girls to do is like write out a list that's like, what fills your cup? And when mm-hmm. you're feeling like shit, look at that list, pick one thing and go do it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So that's beautiful. And then what else did I want to say? I don't know. I'm sure it'll come back to me. Um, 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 that's okay. See, sometimes it's just like it's there and then it's gone. I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. Oh, no, I know exactly what I want to talk about hyper and hypo because y'all, it took me a very long time to get to this point of where I'm like, oh, I'm feeling this like heat, this anxiety, this stress. Okay, I'm pattern correct. I'm going outside, I'm dancing. Like, uh-huh. oh, no, that did not happen overnight. That happened. Um, with a lot of work where I was stuck in my hyper and then stuck in my hypo and then stuck in hyper stuff, stuck in hypo. And it's just this like constant cycle. And, um, I kind of want to share at least mine. So the hyper, what looks like for me is like, you're on it, you're on it, you're on it. Right. And so when I went to dance outside the other night, um, the message that came through because I was like right at that burnt out state. I was right there. And if I just kept rolling with it, I would have fallen so far deep into my hypo. Exactly. Exactly.
1: You would have crashed. Exactly. Right. Mm-hmm. And
0: so I, when I was dancing, got the download that like, girl, you are not taking time for yourself. Like you are so on fire. You're so helping all of these people, but there has to be that space. There has right. to be that space. Mm-hmm. And so In the months before, and this has really been all since I've been really been building my business and putting focus there and like this new, you know, like you want to get somewhere, you want to get somewhere. And um, so I would in the past, instead of listening to the message, I would distract myself with either more work and, okay, I just have to get this done. I just have to get this done, which is the hyper. I, um, then would get so burnt out that I would go all the way down into the hypo that I would feel such like shit that I would turn to emotional eating. I would Mm -hmm. eat the shit out of everything. Right. And like Mm -hmm. not even hungry. Like why? Because, um, I'll get back to that for a second. I would, I mean, I don't even like to drink. And like sometimes like a f- my someone would be over and it's like, oh yeah, I'll have a drink because I was looking for something, mm-hmm. do you know? Because I was feeling like shit. Yeah. Um, sleeping, holy hell. I, like you said, the depressed. I like think two Sundays ago, I put myself, and that's why it was literally like this two weeks ago, you guys, mm-hmm. when I learned this like pattern recorrect. I was at this point where I was doing so much and like so in my brain and not in my body and just so not listening to anything. I literally laid on the couch on a Sunday from like when I woke up to when I went like went back into my bed to sleep and was like sleeping all day long. I was like, what the fuck? Like this is so crazy. Like this isn't me. And it's because it's like I was so going, 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 yes, 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 yes. And then I had to crash, 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 yeah. crash, crash to okay. find that middle ground again. Yeah. And just saying that right now, it's like, hello. We're like raised in a society where we're going to school. Achieve, 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 yes. achieve, achieve. I played softball, so I know a lot of my listeners are sports, athletics, that's, we're told, compete, 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 win, 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 get to the next level. When do you take a fucking break? When do you take a rest day? Right. Mm -hmm. And so, um, yeah, I just wanted to share that with you guys because that I think is a good example of like, yo, this shit doesn't happen overnight. It's a lot easier if you're like, do those little wins, you know, and you're not like, I have to win this. I have to win this. It's like, I get to win a dance, I get to go dance, like how easy does that sound, like, right,
1: yeah,
0: yeah. so thank you, yeah,
1: yeah, that's beautiful, thank you for sharing and and relating it to your experience, because you're right, it doesn't happen overnight, it's so, you know, even right after, I I attended a retreat last weekend, and uh, we did a lot of that work, and I came back into my daily life, and I like, I saw myself going into my hyper state, Mm -hmm. and I was like there, and I didn't take the time to pause, and I was like, all right, it's okay and i crashed that night and you know the next day which was tuesday i i forgave myself i didn't beat myself up for not knowing mm. better because i do know better but i just allowed myself to like try again today that yesterday was it's gone now it's past there's no need to dwell on it and like oh you did this wrong you should have done better but okay like today how can i self regulate even more mm. and um uh what was i going to say too that you were seeing that yeah that like when we're in that like functional place of like yes this is good I feel like my old pattern was that like oh I'm in this good place this place of like c- creativity and production I better keep it up otherwise I'm gonna lose it mm-hmm. not true you know when we like we push ourselves all the way up we get into that state of hyper arousal so it's all about like balancing it like you said it's like kind of like moving like a little wave you know down into like a like a functional slow which is like that meditation not taking a quick shower or rather a long shower if you need mm. or, or a quick nap or you know going outside and then coming back slowly up, back up into that functional fast place and then you know moving with that flow instead of feeling like there's only one way and it's up you know mm-hmm. yeah so yeah it's it's all um a practice and yeah we do what's doable we do what's um What's possible in that very moment and yeah, and I had this little synchronistic moment with you too that you said you were a softball player. I was also a softball player in high school. Oh. never really did anything crazy with it. I didn't play it in college or nothing, but I played third base um, in softball and I really loved it.
0: okay, well, let me share all the synchronistic moments we've shared this uh, podcast because yeah. that is definitely not the first one. Well, I was a third baseman, I did go to college but Third base, first base, I could hit. And then I'm the oldest of five girls. Oh. And I have had a lot of people come into my life about the sexual trauma. And so that's really heavy. And I'm excited to talk a little more about that after. Mm-hmm. And my I mean, everything you're saying, like my trauma to share with everybody is like is my mom passing away when I was young. And like, so everything that you're saying that you kind of found stemming off from your trauma, like um, having to be there for everyone or, you know, feeling bad and, you know, masking it with positive emotion and like stuff like that. And so that, um, I wanted to share that a little bit ago, so I'm glad it came up. It is like everyone goes through their own thing, no matter what it looks like. And honestly, a lot of us are on the same path, just trying Mm -hmm. to heal the things that, you know, like, we are we've taken on like from our experiences and so the importance of and this is just coming through now like the importance of like seeing someone and holding the space and like because i feel it with you and like being in the safe like space of like being able to communicate and being able to be open is so important and maybe this is a good shift to kind of get into your women's circles because. Of course, we're talking. I've been having a major call to get that going here. There's not enough sisterhood. There is not enough. Like I said, I was the oldest of five girls, so hello, I'm a sister. But like, and then like um, through sports, I found that like, hell yeah, team environment. I love being like working together. But there's also was also that competitive point, so I'm looking next to the girl next to me, like I gotta be better than you, I gotta be better than you. So a lot of the things that I've been clearing out is these have not trusting women, like not trust like literally not trusting women. Yeah. And so um, however, over the past six months, I we talked about Tori, Tori Washington, y'all uh, check her out if you don't know who she is, but I went to one of her Soul Revival events. And that was the first fucking time I felt so held in a safe space of sisterhood and like, like this just like, oh, this beautiful energy exchange of like, yo, women are here to like love on each other and help each other and empower each other. And like, it's just kind of sad to me, really, that there's not. enough of that so maybe if you can share I love how this flowed into this but share just like why women's circles what you do and
1: yeah yeah absolutely I think you touched on a lot of um why um for Mm. me women's circles are a place where we can just feel safe because it always comes down to safety. Mm. Um, If I may offer a reflection of when you said that you didn't feel like you could trust women, Mm. it was because in that environment, you didn't feel safe. You felt like you had to perform. Maybe you felt like you had to be a certain way or act a certain way in order to to belong in a place. And it didn't feel safe to be your full self. And so (laughs) circle is a place where, we feel, first of all, when I host Circle, I create that safe environment by stating some agreements. Like, are we all on the same page with like this agreement? It's all very trauma-informed, consent-based. Um, I lock the door. I let people know where the bathroom is, how to leave if they need to, places where they can go. I allow them permission to do what they need to do. Like, lay down if you need. You can stand up, you can move around, ask for a chair if you don't want to sit on the floor. Um, just very simple things like that, like consent permission, Um, based items that really help people feel safe Mm. and just the energy my own nervous system being grounded and um that I feel safe here Mm -hmm. doing circle and and then yeah just offering this space for women to share circle is a place where you get to be seen you get to be heard and you get to be celebrated for Mm. all kinds of you no matter what it is however it shows up And I feel what I've been really encouraging in my circles more often is if we're in the sharing portion and eight out of the 10 sisters are not in a great place, they're crying, or maybe they're feeling stuck or um, they need help, they need support. The three women who aren't in that place, don't feel bad about being in a good place. Celebrate that you're excited about life that you're clear and that you have the capacity to support one another I always say in my circles that chances are there are women here that maybe didn't necessarily go very deep but instead Mm -hmm. what they were doing was they were helping me hold the space that I am one person and having 13 women in my circle I can hold the space but having the other women who are clear and safe and their nervous system is calm they're not activated or triggered they get to contribute to that safety so you're right women are here we're here to empower one another to support one another to create um uh magic just Mm. like ourselves and by like knowing ourselves and sharing our experiences because so many of us go through the same thing in different ways and we Mm -hmm. simply need to just say it and like offer our experience and reflect and be mirrors for one another
0: Mm, that's so beautiful like we can all learn so much from each other like this conversation I've learned so much which is why I love having other women and guests on the show because that's like what we're here to do we're just here to vibe with one another right and a big thing you said in there because something that kept me in that cycle of hyper hypo hyper hypo was not celebrating anything I was doing Mm -hmm. anything I was doing I would it it, and that's the the go 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 mentality it's like okay what's next I did this what's next I did this what's Mm -hmm. next um so yeah celebrating is a huge 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 key guys. Um, And I kind of chuckled when you were talking or reflecting back about the softball and stuff, because I mean, I went right back to college and hell yeah, you're literally like competing for a spot. Like, I don't want this to be taken away from me. I'm not safe. Like I know, like, you know, like, yeah, you don't feel safe. And then I mean, even looking back now, and I know this is kind of the next part of my healing journey, kind of more the recent stuff that had, you know, happened. um, I was the most opposite of my soul in college, I'm realizing. The only thing that, like, really kept me from not totally living in hypo was softball and that's mm-hmm. because that was my first soul calling and mm-hmm. one that thank god I've like played out and followed through on and just like kept living it um but yeah i was so so not myself and yeah. so feeling unsafe and then the reflection of that is like coming back home like right away i totally just spiraled so far mm-hmm. into the hypo and stood th- stayed there and was only like surface leveling, like, okay, I got to do this. 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 So Mm. yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. And you know, your experience was what it was meant to be. And something else that came up for me um, while you were sharing, I think a couple shares ago was that everything that happens, it's happening for us. Mm. You know, there was nothing that like, honestly, if I look back in my entire life and all the, The ups and downs, the mistakes I've made, the decisions that were at the time were like, why did I even say yes to this? It all just happened for me. It didn't happen to me. My soul chose for me to say yes to this so that I could learn something, so that I can know the next time that something like this comes up, I know what is actually what I truly desire. So you going through softball and having that competitive environment and having to perform was just all part of your experience. So now you're able to see like, wow, like I have this um, experience around showing up and being good enough and sisterhood. And now I get to learn and I get to change it and I get to rather shift it and become more fully, more whole um, in my experiences. And um, yeah, it's just, oh yes, the other point I was going to make is that there is no wrong decision. Mm. A lot of the, the people that I work with too, like I don't know if it's my intuition or my fear. And all I can say is that there is no wrong decision. Whatever decision you make is going to be the right one because you're either going to fail and you're going to learn from that failure and you're going to try again next time or be in that failure and decide to do something else that was maybe What was truly meant for you, Mm -hmm. or you're going to succeed and it's going to work out and it's going to be beautiful. So, there's never a wrong decision when it comes to like, is it my fear or is it my intuition? And it will always, always, always lead you back to your soul's path. And some of us in our lifetime, this might not be the lifetime that we live out our soul purpose. This might be the lifetime that we just fuck up the whole time. Sorry for cussing, but girl, it's all good. The lifetime that we just like continually mess up and. Can't figure it out, and that's okay too. We have the opportunity in the next lifetime, or this lifetime where I'm 27 and I'm already doing this work, and it feels mm. so good that I get to have this lifetime where um, I'm fulfilling my karma and my purpose. So Ooh. it's always, always, always happening for you, and there is nothing that ever will pass you if it's not meant for you, if it's meant for you this lifetime.
0: Yes, this is like so heavily, heavily, heavily resonating (laughs) um, and just we're definitely going to end kind of on this message because this is so powerful right now. Mm-hmm. It is so powerful. And I'm exactly where you are. I'm like, how at 26 do I? I'm so fucking grateful that I've received yeah. this information and I get to be this vessel to share and to go and to show others like, yo, this gets to fucking happen. Mm-hmm. And when you were saying that, cause that's, um, everything happens for you. There really is no right or wrong. There is no right or wrong. And a big, I was stuck in like, what's happening? What's happening? What's happening? Why is this happening to me? Why is this happening? So pretty like major perspective shift that I heard was like, yo, so if everything in your environment is like shaking around and it's you, you feel like you're struggling and there's everything's going wrong. Like what if that was just like your universe? Like literally laying your new foundation and nothing was falling apart and that's exactly what's supposed to be happening to you like how could you start to feel about that like it's actually this is like this is like amazing things leading you to that next path and um yeah that that I've been wanting to even like get on a podcast and like do that it's 1144 on my computer at 99 percent. so we have all of these angel numbers um Fuck yeah! What a beautiful message, girlfriend. Thank Mm -hmm. you for like all of this. This was so Mm -hmm. divinely like flowy. I actually, it was funny at the beginning of our call, or when we like started to record. I looked down. I'm like, oh my god, I don't have my pen and my paper. And then Source was like, you literally don't need that. This is like not even that type of a conversation. Mm So, um, oh my god, how beautiful! Yeah. Um,
1: Yeah. Yes. Thank you so much for reaching out and inviting me. I really enjoyed um, sharing and talking and yeah, this feels really good. Um, ah, grateful. Yeah, really grateful. There was another point, but I can't remember it. That's okay. <laughs> it's
0: okay. Yeah. If it comes up and you're like, oh, I want to share this. Let me know. I can share with the people. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. I want to ask you though, a couple more things. Yeah, what is your favorite way to fill up your cup?
1: Yeah. Wow. There's, um, that's a good question because I feel like there's a lot of ways I love to fill my cup. If I had to choose one and it was like my favorite way, it would definitely be dancing.
0: Mm. So I know
1: we're similar. On that. <laughs> a close second though, it was hard for me to decide between the two is having my feet feel held. I don't know. There's something really grounding about like Putting my feet in some like grass or like in the sand, you know, like kind of burying my feet in the sand or wearing like comfy socks. Like something about that just feels really safe and I feel really, um, yeah, it feels good to have my feet grounded and held.
0: I love that you share that because I would never think of that. And like, yo, you guys, do you see how easy it is to find yeah. something that makes you feel so good? Yeah. Mm, that's beautiful, sister.
1: Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It was um, really great to have you as um, a divine reflection. And yeah, it just feels really perfectly timed that we're having, we're talking about all this.
0: Yeah. I, before I let you go, f- like, uh, before we, you know, part ways, where can everyone find you? Where can everyone experience like more of you and your magic?
1: Awesome. Thank you for asking. So um, my website is denisedimensional.com. Denise, I'll spell it out. D-E-N-I-S-E-D-I-M-E-N-S-I-O-N-A-L.com. Um, my Instagram is also Denise Dimensional, and I primarily um, work off Instagram and my website, so you can follow me there and sign up for my newsletter on my site if you want to stay up to date. Um, as I shared, I offer a lot of in-person offerings, but I also do a lot of online stuff too. So if you're not in San Diego, um, you can find me online. Oh,
0: beautiful! I will link all of that in the show notes, so um, it's so. easy to just go find you. Yeah. And yeah, sister, what a beautiful conversation. Thank you so much.
1: You're so welcome. And thanks for having me.
0: Thank you for tuning into today's episode of the Fill Your Cup podcast. I am so grateful and so appreciative for all your love, for all your support. If you resonated with anything in this episode, if you feel all of the good vibes, if you feel, feel like your cup is filled back up, please share take a screenshot of the episode post it on your instagram stories tag me at movin' and grooving let me know what you think leave a rating leave a review that is going to help get the show into as many ears as possible as many ears that need this show so i appreciate it Have a great day. Keep spreading your love. Keep spreading your light and keep filling up that cup.